0: There is something about crisis that positions you in a place where God's voice is really clear.
1: This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to part two of Tete's story, Keeping a Promise. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today.
0: I was praying in the middle of the night in a hospital. I was there because my mom was severely sick. She had been diagnosed a year before with. Um, Autoimmune disease. One in 100,000 people gets it. That year was 2011. So I flew in to my hometown, which is Veracruz in southern Mexico. Uh, to be with her, we um, put her in a hospital. Within eight hours of being admitted, she had to be entered into an um, ICU. I was camping in the um, waiting room of the hospital. At that point, I'm completely um, drained, tired, and frustrated. Uh, My mom had been there for a few weeks. She's not safe. Um, The doctors are telling me there's really not much to do at that point. There's a surgery because they detect that um, her esophagus has been uh, been eaten by this disease, so she has holes in her esophagus. And there's a surgery they're planning to do, so they're telling me that there is like 93% that she's not even surviving the surgery. And I have to take a decisions in the next hours with my brother who is 10 years younger than me next to me. And it's three in the morning and I'm just pacing the hospital, completely mad at Jesus because he, he's just not there. I'm not seeing him. Um, and I think at that point is not only the fact that my mom is not being healed. I think it's the fact that he, she's not saved. And all my life as a believer until that point, that has been more than 15 years, have been anchoring this promise that if I believe my family will be safe. So I'm I'm fighting death. Like I'm 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 in that verge between death and promises. I'm I'm just standing there and pressing into it and and first you start praying with faith, and then you start praying with courage, and then you start praying with anger. And at that point, all the, those fade away, and I'm just um, pouting and telling Jesus, you, you forgot me. You forgot your word. And I'm just grabbing my Bible with anger, and he said, no, I haven't. In a matter of seconds, I hurt myself in every altar or every prayer moment that I had making promise to God. And I heard myself saying, I will serve you, and I will go, and I will do whatever you want me to do, and my heart is to yours, and my life is yours, and do whatever you are. And it's like this montage of of key moments where I devout my life to Jesus, and he's telling me, I haven't forgot what I promised you, but you You did forget about your word to me. I'm going to come, and I'm going to show you my faithfulness. So the next hours, um, my brother and I decided that my mom would enter surgery. And um, she entered surgery and survived surgery, which that was a miracle by itself. And then after three weeks plus of being completely unconscious, out of coma, she came out of coma, We had a really long four-hours conversation. Um, I had the honor to let her to Jesus, to see her tear for the first time, not out of pain or not out of frustration or not out of bitterness, but I saw her tear up out of love, to know that she was being loved. And the same day, a few hours after, she, she, she went to God with Jesus it took a few months for me to figure out how life will be for me without her. But I constantly was taken back to that moment of prayer on that hospital. And that reminder of God that I did promise things that I haven't fulfilled. And it wasn't that I didn't fulfill them because um, I didn't want to. Or because I was far away. At, until that point, I had been... I believe in Jesus, I've been constant, constant to church, I've been tithing, I've been serving in my local church, I've been really active. It's just what I, when it came to what he called me to do, when it came to what I knew I was supposed to do, I had too much fear. I keep looking in the mirror and when I would see, it wasn't matching the size of what I knew he called me to do. And that night when God reminded me what he, who I was, it was way more than than what I was supposed to do. It was more who I was to his eyes, how he saw me. I keep seeing the same person in the mirror, nothing magical happened. But somehow to be aware of how he saw me in that probably was the darkest moment of my life stir stirs something with me. I knew somehow God was matching my talents, natural talents or telling stories or use technology through video and photography and all that with this passion for his movement on the nations. But then I will attend a church on Sunday and I will hear a message about how unqualified I was to even being a believer. Um, so I just put all that under the carpet and believe that... I wasn't good enough and that I didn't have enough um, qualifications to to even aspire. And I settle. I settle, I I, I make the louder voices around me to be the driving force of my uh, walking with Jesus. And that night in the hospital, It was strong enough to make me look back and question if God does believe in me, if he sees me as someone value, if my promises to him are worthy enough for him to have in his mind. God might be interested in me pursuing what he called me to do, even when I'm completely unqualified i said to god something like how on earth am i going to do something for others meaning expressing the gifting and, and the mission field and pursuing this this calling the next year actually my life changed and over a series of events that uh, are not logically possible like the fact that someone um was supposed to come to a conference in Texas and ended up not being able. And gifted me that ticket, and I had the dates off to be able to come. And I ended up in this gigantic church. This pastor from Guatemala started talking about callings and improbable callings. And while he's talking, the Lord is just saying, "This is what I brought you, and this is this is the start of the journey." So I literally spent the whole session just soaking over my tears and probably one of two buggers because i couldn't believe that god would have brought me all the way to texas just to hear this word that had to do with the last year of a struggle on my heart um and then in the same conference the only american attending the conference uh, saw me crying and asked me where the lord spoke to you and i said well uh, about a calling and but I don't know how that gonna be possible. like I don't see I'm having a job in Mexico, and I don't know how that gonna look like. And he smiled and um, introduced me to someone, and then I blinked and I was in the backstage of Gateway Church in the suite of video being introduced to people and and I was in Disneyland for twenty minutes, um, seeing that every dream that I had in the past. Until that point, it was possible. It was more than going to the backstage of a church. It was seeing materialize every prayer that I have done until that point that I knew when I did those prayers that they were impossible to have equipment, to have qualified people, to have excellence. And it was like God taking me by by the hand and saying, See, I can do it. I think that was the day where I abandoned that, the, 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 the ledge of that place between death and calling, and I told God, okay, I'll do it. I don't know how it's going to look like. Um, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I'll do it. And it has been a brutally beautiful experience, but I know I was made for this. I know this is the way that I want to spend the rest of my life, walking what Jesus called me to do. Um, now, after that visit to that church, having been trained on and equipped um, digital video, established a nonprofit, and traveling to different countries to meet missionaries, to produce videos for them so the church can know what is happening on the mission field, as I came and jumped into the ministry, my family started getting safe. I received a call from an aunt, which by the way, was the aunt that organized my family against me when I became a believer to do interventions and I received a call she was struggling with a family situation. she moved to another city and then they were renting a house from a pastor and she met Jesus through her and then another uncle was in a financial struggle, and the Lord met him um so in the last five years, I've seen more fruit in my family than in 15 years before that. So that was fun. That has been fun, seeing Jesus taking care of what I love. Um, one of my uncles got uh, diagnosed with cancer two months ago, three months ago. Um, and my uncle did pass away. Um, and I had the honor to, to uh, lead him to Jesus and to preach actually in his funeral somehow the same family that I stopped talking to me now ask me would you would you share with us so it's, it's it has been humbling i don't have another word to to tag or to label that journey with my family it has been humbling mm-hmm. there is something about crisis that positions you in a place where God's voice is really clear. And I'm not a fan of them. So I try to remind myself how that felt so I don't have to go to a new one. Or if I go to a new one, which of course I can um, prevent those just happen, um, just be mindful that um, even when it sucks and it's messy somehow is the best place to be because I'm hearing His voice better than ever.
1: Thank you for listening. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org.